Welcome to American Education FM, everybody. I'm Dr. Sean Brooks. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. All right. I'll tell you what. Here's what I'm going to do right at the top of this. I've got, of course, a number of education things to bring up, and I will, and a few jab-related things as well. But I want to riff off the top here regarding the, the feeling that is going on right now. And I know you can feel it because it is happening. There's so much going on right now and so much rumor swirling and certain eyes on certain events and people talking and communicating and paying attention to a number of different things. And of course, plenty of individuals ignoring a great deal as well and continuing to try to operate within their own matrix. That this is an incredible time to be alive. Absolutely incredible. So I want to run through just a couple of things here real quick. And again, I, I've got show notes and everything, but I'm just kind of doing this right off the top of my head here. I don't have much of this written down. In fact, I have none of it written down. First of all, one of the interesting things I thought that, again, is starting to sort of go unnoticed and undiscussed are the Twitter files and the revelations that Matt Taibbi is, is dropping on Twitter, basically. Very early on, of course, people were communicating about all of that, and they're not, they're not doing so much anymore. They're remarkably important, as you might expect. First of all, his latest drop specifically discusses how it is social media's role and social media's entire purpose to propagandize the public. That's the whole point. And I want to read a part of this here because, again, it's incredibly important. This is not small potatoes. This is a big, big deal. Now, again, does it surprise us that social media is weaponized in order to propagandize the public and, and mind control people? No. To those of you listening to this show, you're well aware of that. For, unfortunately, for many, they have no flipping clue. They, they, they turn on their social media. They see particular things in particular, again, over the last 10 plus years or so, and then they just believe it. They blindly believe it. But I want to th read through a few of these posts, uh, and it's down, again, on the most recent Twitter thread that he has here. And it's number seven, where he says the following, through the Virality Project, which is what this was called, Reviewed content on a mass scale for Twitter, Google, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Medium, TikTok, and Pinterest. It knowingly tar targeted true material and legitimate political opinion while often being factually wrong itself. This story is important for two reasons. One, as Orwellian proof of concept, the Virality Project was a smash success. Government, academia, and an oligopoly of would-be corporate competitors organized quickly behind a secret unified effort to control political messaging. Two, it accelerated the evolution of digital censorship, moving it from judging truth slash untruth to a new scarier model, openly focused on political narrative at the expense of fact. And then it says 10, the beginning. On February 5th of 2021, just after Joe Biden took office, Stanford wrote to Twitter to discuss the Virality Project. By the 17th, Twitter agreed to join and got its first weekly report on quote-unquote anti-vax disinformation, which, con which, con uh, I'm sorry, which contained numerous true stories. February 22nd of 2021, Stanford welcomed Twitter veterans like Yul Roth and Brian Clark, instructing them 
on how to join the group JIRA system, JIRA system. You can watch Friendly Welcome video here. They have a link and then it says March 12th of 2021, quote, we are, at the be we are beginning to ramp up our notification process to platforms. In addition to the top seven platforms, Vice President soon gained visibility, quote unquote, to alternative platforms such as Gab, Parler, Telegram, and Getter, near total surveillance of the social media landscape. It says through July of 2020, Twitter's, Twitter's internal guidance on COVID-19 required a story be demonstrably false or contain an assertion of fact to be actioned. But the Virality Project, in partnership with the CDC, pushed different standards. Vice President told Twitter that true stories, quote-unquote, that could fuel hesitancy, including things like celebrity deaths after vaccine, quote-unquote, or the closure of a central New York school due to reports of post-vaccine illness should be considered, quote, standard vaccine misinformation on your platform. I got to tell you something. Me personally, I have to be associated with this. I'm not saying that to toot my own horn or anything, but there's no way there's no way that the school board meeting speech that I that I stated that they all didn't panic like crazy. The moment that that started landing on Twitter and TikTok and YouTube and and you name it. There's absolutely no way because we know that the propagandists, again, as this clearly lays out, and I, I could read the entire thread, but I think you get the point. The point is, is that all of this was designed, again, to go after everybody and anything, regardless of the message, but in particular, anybody who was going against the mainstream narrative. It was 100% propaganda. Again, <laughs> I just I just laugh when I think about the fact that my school board speech about people dying from the jabs uh, would have would have sent these people into an absolute panic. I find that absolutely funny. It had to have it had to have occurred because again, I know that it was kicked off of those platforms by and large. And yeah, and of course that wouldn't be the only thing. There are numerous individuals here that were uh, that were targeted and you know discredited and emails going back and forth communicating about those very people, including. What's her face on uh, on YouTube? And she had a lot again a, a great mask rant back in the day. I think back in 2020 about mask wearing and people wearing masks. Same thing with uh, numerous other individuals who again had countless videos describing the ridiculousness of all the behavior. But the people who just went along with it, they had no idea that they were being manipulated the entire time, and that these social media platforms, including higher education, so to speak, were all colluding with one another and the government to squash any factual content whatsoever, just to make sure that everybody was seeing the exact same thing. And then, of course, what did we witness? What we witnessed was everybody behave, and when I say everybody, I don't mean everybody, but the brainwashed, of course, you see those individuals all behaving in the exact same way. You saw the businesses all fall like dominoes and all close at the same time. You saw schools all start to close at the exact same time. Then they all started doing online education at the exact same time or attempting to. They just followed one another because none of them were standing out individually and saying, wait a minute, wait a minute, somebody else is pulling the strings. We are our 
own institution. We are our own company. We can do whatever we want. Much like individuals, again, saying that, you know, what, what, we're, what we're seeing and what we're witnessing, in particular when you hear all of these transsexuals screaming at the top of their lungs, that what you're really seeing aren't transsexuals, you're seeing mentally ill people. I mean, I know I'm bouncing around a little bit, but the mess, you know, the the <laughs> the examples are basically exactly the same. You're seeing individuals, regardless of where they are, human beings in general, be constantly manipulated, constantly pulled in one direction or another, and very few people actually thinking for themselves. This continues to be the much larger issue. So, I want to mention this now. You know, the, the, the news about the so-called Donald Trump arrest and him saying this and that people need to protest, but, you know, those of us who know what's going on, we, we know what that word really means. It doesn't mean take to the streets. It doesn't mean get violent. That's not what it means. It means that there is a precipice and that precipice is here because you can still see how Messages from Donald Trump and then news narratives and all of that being controlled, which it clearly is controlled, is all designed again to ramp people up and jack people up as much as humanly possible. So you have endless individuals making endless posts this past weekend about Donald Trump's arrest and what it really means and when is it going to happen? Is it going to happen Tuesday? What's going on? Next week's going to be crazy. All things are, you know, all hell's breaking loose, this, that, and the other. I would encourage people to, to maybe, I don't know, think about it this way. And I'm not the only person I'm sure who's thought about this, but it could be that there are cracks in the dam right now regarding the overall matrix that is occurring. Because, again, I'm, I'm seeing the cracks everywhere. I'm seeing people, again, as you've heard me bring up on this show, and I'm going to mention a few examples later on when I start to talk about education, but I'm seeing numerous individuals continue to operate inside of their matrix, and they're flailing about. They're still screaming. They're yelling. They're banging on the walls of their own matrix, and they can only do that so long before the matrix destroys itself. Again, I, I would, I would basically say it's no different than uh, th than them sitting inside of a glass house and banging on the glass walls. Eventually, the walls will break, and yes, they will be hurt as a result of the those glass walls breaking. But they'll be able to see even clearer what's actually happening, and that truth for many of them is going to be remarkably frightening. But this is happening in numerous landscapes all over the place, and again. What we're watching is, is we're watching people try very, very hard to maintain their matrix and maintain the illusion of reality, that comfortable delusion on a constant basis, and it's, it's crashing to the ground. In fact, the matrix is so strong, again, to bring it back to Matt Taibbi's Twitter files, the matrix is so strong, and yet... Not surprising to those of us that are awake that when the Twitter files drop or new revelations drop, there are people who look at it, but then there are people who blindly ignore it. Just go, whatever. And then they just go about their day. 
without even looking at it or even thinking about it or even breaking down the seriousness of it. I mean, they don't even they don't even connect those dots, and those dots are so close to one another, they're impossible to not connect. That's how much people need their comfortable delusion. This is how much that people need to have this matrix in their lives, and they have no idea that they've just been manipulated their entire lives. That's exhausting. Again, as we all know, for those of us that are awake, it's a gradual process. But the time for a gradual process, as I'm sure you can feel too, is coming to an end. Eventually, there have to be larger things that occur that shake people to the core. But it has to be such a message and such an event that it causes individuals who would never ask questions to start asking questions. That's a that's a big deal because you're 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 tapping into a person's characteristics. You're tapping into a person's personality. If it's not in their personality to ask questions and then all of a sudden they start doing that, that's huge. That's a you know, that's massive. It just seems to me that it's almost not going to matter what occurs. For those of us who are awake, we can do our best to analyze particular things, make predictions, and and do all of that, which we uh, you know we all do pretty well as as best we can. We can see the landscape as best as we can, and we certainly see it more clearly than those who are asleep. But it's not that we have to know all of the twists and turns. We just have to trust that. God has this, that he is in complete control, and that we have to trust ourselves, that we just have to trust what we know to be true and and continue to stick with that, no matter what occurs. Do I believe that we are watching a show? Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. There are too many things happening right now in order for individuals to wake up and again, crack into their personalities to get them to start doing things that they wouldn't normally do. For endless people to wake up and see things differently, and to do a complete 180 in either, again, their personality or the way that they carry themselves, their their day-to-day lives, whatever it may be, this is going to continue to happen. But as it continues to happen, we're still going to see people flailing about inside of their matrix. And as we all know, that's a very difficult thing to watch. Let me give you another example before I get into the education stuff. And again, this this is one of those things that is allowing endless people to see individuals who have Munchausen syndrome and individuals who are mentally ill. Back to the tranny issue real quick. This past week, and really these past two weeks, the whole tranny debate and the genital mutilation and I get to cut my genitals off if I want to topics, I mean, all of that has really hit a massive precipice, has it not? You have, in, you have numerous states now implementing laws that are directly going after school teachers and parents and saying you cannot transition, quote unquote, your child. Kentucky just got involved with it. Ohio is starting to get involved in it if they haven't already. Florida, of course, is involved in it. Numerous states are involved in this. Utah, um, 
I'm sure Montana's getting involved. There are, there are endless states that are engaging in this. And, and what are you seeing? You're, Oklahoma, too, I, I might add. You're seeing numerous individuals who have Munchausen syndrome, who are mentally ill, come out of the cracks that they live in. They all look the same. We've seen them all. They're very pale. It's like they've never seen the sun before. They all have different colored hair. They're wearing dresses, bright colors, waving their flags. The crazies are out right now. It's crazy town. And they think that they are the mayor. And they're running around, screaming and yelling, doing what they're doing at their state houses and XYZ. It's amazing. This is, this is again, this is, <laughs> this is a big, big deal. But it's really the public, and it's the knowledgeable public. It's, the, it's you and me. It's, it's all of us. We are the ones that are making this message loud, that there is a massive problem, and that this problem has to be done away with. It has to be exposed, of course, and then it has to be done away with. And then you're watching politicians listen to us talk about this, and then they are acting because that's what they're supposed to do. Now, are all of them doing what they're supposed to do? Of course not. Every single state should make mutilating children and mutilating anybody illegal. Again, this has been debated at length by countless people. Why is it that a parent gets to take their child, who is below the age of 18, to a doctor to have them either have their breasts removed or their genitals cut off, and that parent isn't arrested for child abuse? among countless other charges, child endangerment, neglect, the list is endless. Why is, that, why is that not a thing? Why is that not happening? Because it's the normalization of insanity. You have to have the normalization of insanity in order for the non-insane people to say, wait a minute, you don't get to do this, this is crazy, and you're all crazy. And that is, that again, we're past the tipping point on that here. We're seeing it now. We're seeing parents come up to a lectern, quite literally, and openly tell politicians and law enforcement that they are transitioning their minor children. That my eight-year-old is in the process of transitioning and I support them. They're openly saying this. They're openly telling the entire world, that they're psychos. Normally, psychos would stay rather quiet, wouldn't they? Normally, crazy people would uh, do whatever they could to, you know, hide their craziness, but that's not happening. Again, they're flailing around inside of their matrix, and we all see it. I saw this other debate, which was hilarious. Again, it was somebody was testifying. It was a lawyer female, and she was testifying at some state committee hearing or something. Again, I'm getting all the details of, of this incorrect, but the guy straight up who was the president of the committee, he was the chairman of the committee, he openly looked at her and he said, can men get pregnant? And this female lawyer who is standing up for trans kids looks at him point blank and says, yes. <laughs> She she openly she openly says yes men can get pregnant. Wrap your head around that for a minute. That's the state of affairs 
that we are living in right now. It's absolutely, I think it's great. <laughs> I just think it's, I think it's great. Because she said it, and people were laughing at her as she was saying it, and she almost, I mean, she had a smile on her face. She cracked a smile, because you know that she knows that that's not real. But she's supporting this agenda of people who have Munchausen syndrome who believe it to be real, and it's not. Now, I saw, I'll tell you something else, too, and this is, this is correct. This is a correct analysis. I saw a picture on Gab the other day. I know I'm kind of rambling, but there's a lot, there's a lot going on here. So I'm just going to kind of keep going, but I promise I'm going to get into the education stuff because this is more proof of the matrix that people are arguing about things that do not matter. We, we all know public service announcements and, and public service announcement pictures, and certainly back in the old D.A.R.E. days when it came to drug use and uh, you know not using drugs, say nope to dope and all that other stuff. There, there's a new, there needs to be, if it, I mean, it's happening in pieces, but it's, it's not organized. It's too scattered. There needs to be a, a public service campaign about not mutilating yourself, not transitioning yourself, and being comfortable in the skin that God gave you. That has to be a thing. And again, like I said, it's, it's scattered messaging right now, but it needs to be a little more focused. And people need to not be afraid to see these photographs because they are, they are brutal. Now, me personally, as you all know, I was formally trained in health education, anatomy, and physiology. This was my bachelor's degree. This was my background. And then, of course, I taught it uh, for a living. When it came to gross pictures of particular things, stuff like that doesn't gross me out. I mean, yes, it's gross because I'm a, you know, I'm a human and I see it and whatever. But when it comes to factual education and teaching people about the dangers of particular things, those kinds of images and graphic images never, you know, I was never uh, put off by them, so to speak. I mean, it's just, it's, it just comes with a territory. You're either wired to see it or you're not. The pictures that are scattered around the internet right now, in particular on Gab, have to do with individuals who have mutilated themselves. People who have quote unquote transitioned themselves. And I'm telling you, they're impactful because they have to exist and people need to see these. Children need to see these. Parents need to see these. Uh, and, and they're awful, as you would expect. I'm not going to get into detail as to what they are and what they look like, but I'm telling you, trust me when I say this, uh, they're horrible. They're absolutely horrible. These individuals look like freak shows anatomically from what they have done to themselves, from what they deem to be normal. The sad part is that throughout this entire thing, of course, all of that's sad, but the sad part is, is that among these transsexuals and these weirdos, the facts of suicide are not being brought up often enough, in particular when it comes to children. The suicide rate among children who have these thoughts and are brainwashed both by society, their own parents, etc., etc., that they are the real victims of all of this, which, as you've heard me say, and it's 100% true, anybody who waves a rainbow flag, the LGBTXYZ bullshit, anybody who does that is supporting suicide. 
the suicide and mutilation of children. End of story. If anybody says otherwise, they're avoiding the facts. And again, this is where you would say, oh, really? You support that? And they'd go, yes, I do. And then you'd show them a picture of one of the mutilated bodies of these individuals that have been brainwashed to do this to themselves and see what they do. They'll run away. They're not going to stand there and look at it. They're going to run away. Because that's what people do when they're inside the matrix and you show them the facts and you show them reality is they run away. In summary, with all that 25 minutes of ranting, 24, 25 minutes of ranting, we're going to continue to see the matrix break apart. It's not going to be easy for us to watch. It isn't even going to be easy for people to feel, but it's going to continue to happen, and we have to continue to push the facts out as much as we can. We have to stand our ground. If that means that we get a little more angry with particular things, then so be it. If that means that we look people in the face and deny their delusion and, again, stand our ground in that, then so be it. That's exactly what we have to do. But it also means that if people reach out to us for us to answer questions that they all of a sudden have, we have to do that also. That's a big, big deal. Again, God has his hands all over this right now, and he knows that we know as best we can what's really going on because he knows that there are countless people who have no idea what's going on, and they think that they can maintain their matrix forever, and they cannot. A time is going to come here, and I believe it is in quite short order, where everyone's matrix is going to continue to crumble. They're going to work very, very hard to maintain it day in and day out, but it's going to continue to collapse. And we are seeing that. So a few words on Donald Trump very quickly. I find it interesting that his Twitter account uh, has been reinstated. His, uh, his YouTube, Facebook accounts, Instagram accounts have all been reinstated. This is all coordinated. This is not an accident. Then you look at this nonsense about his arrest and him allegedly being arrested, if it, if it even happens. It's a state charge in New York that isn't a charge on anything at all. Not to mention you thought the Stormy Daniels stuff was gone and then all of a sudden it comes back almost like a, like a comic strip. I mean, it's like a returning joke. It's that funny. It's a state charge in New York that, it, like I said, isn't even a charge, and he lives in Florida. He's a permanent resident of Florida, which it's been discussed on Twitter by this one particular individual, and it's an interesting analysis and an interesting hypothesis. That would mean that in order to extradite Donald Trump from Florida to New York, because New York officials can't just come down to Florida and arrest him, it would mean that... Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, would have to sign an extradition order in order to take Donald Trump from Florida back to New York in order to be arraigned. Again, it's not a federal charge, so federal agents can't show up and arrest him and, and take him back to New York. That's not legal. I mean, none of what's going on is legal, but the point is, is that we're watching endless people be manipulated, and we're, we're frankly just watching warfare. We're watching psychological warfare. 
and we're all downhill from it and we're all seeing it but it's the people who have no idea what what is really going on they're the ones that are believing all of it they're the ones that are going along with the mainstream narrative and the fox news alerts and all this other crap they're the ones that are just buying it hook line and sinker again it's not an accident that all of this came out right before the weekend it was all coordinated this we are watching again psychological warfare 101 right now it's moves, counter moves, it's all of this stuff. And we were taught all of this. Again, the learning and the education that we've had from Q posts, our own reading, our own analysis, communicating with numerous anonymous people from around the world on all these chat boards, we've learned all of this. We've learned how this entire thing operates and, and what goes on. And just because there's a light flashing over in one direction doesn't mean that we have to lunge at it like a moth to a flame. All we have to do is just see it, notice it, and then continue to sit back and watch it, and then watch another light turn on, and then watch another turn on, and just watch the reaction in front of us and watch what people are doing. Again, all the Sunday political shows, I'm sure, are talking about this. Numerous people were, were ramped up on Friday. Same thing with Saturday. You got the political shows on Sunday. I'm sure they're all talking about it. It's they're all being they're all being manipulated. So you'd better believe that the Patriots are in control when it comes to stuff like this because they have to be. We wouldn't be seeing it like this if if they weren't. We wouldn't we wouldn't be seeing them all parrot the same messages over and over again. We we know that they do regarding other things that they themselves as the enemy coordinate, like Uvalde, Texas, and Sandy Hook, and, you know, a thousand other horrible events that, you know, didn't go down the way that the TV told us. You can pick one from a list of a million, but it's all being coordinated, and it's all being coordinated again to wake people up, and it's all being coordinated also to throw off the deep state as much as humanly possible. If the deep state had something planned, at a particular time, Donald Trump makes an announcement about something, and then all of a sudden, the mainstream media is talking about that instead. He's also set to give a rally next Saturday. So, I mean, how on earth can he get arrested uh, in New York if he's giving a rally? It's too funny. It's just too funny. And too many people are being manipulated and yanked around in numerous directions. I think it's. I think it's incredible. So that's my, uh, you know, that's my runnings on that. Uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. I know it was about 30 minutes long, but the matrix is crumbling. And like I said, unfortunately, we're seeing a lot of people just flail about inside of the matrix. But we have to be here for some of them because, like I said, they're going to start asking questions. It's, it's reaching a point where it's going to become impossible for them to not ask questions. Okay, let me get into this now. Education-related stuff, again, there's, there's a boatload of things. I just want to run through some basic headlines real quick before I dive into some more specific subjects here, which again have to do with the matrix crumbling and, of course, people bouncing around the matrix and trying to prop it up as best they can. It's on toothpicks right now. And toothpicks are not a solid foundation. You recall the story from earlier regarding the Vermont girls basketball team and how they withdrew from the tournament because they didn't want to play against a team that had a tranny on it. A dude pretending to be a girl. 
Now, apparently, that school has been suspended by the entire state of Vermont, and they are not allowed to play in any tournament ever again. <laughs> I, I think it's, I think it's great. I think it's absolutely hilarious. The response from the athletic director, the school, and and the and the players on that team should be so what. So what? You can't keep us from playing a game. We can play a game whenever we want. We don't need your organized nonsense in order to play your rules and jump through your hoops and play against a guy. We don't have to do that. We can play our own game, and too bad if we're not in your precious tournament. That's the only stance that that Vermont school should take from now on. So what if they kicked him out? So what? The tournament will return if every single school and every single team withdraws from the tournament and says we're not playing. But that comes right down to the actual individual player. Each individual player on each individual team is going to have to make the decision that you only have one decision to make, and that's to walk away. If they all walk away, and the only person at the tournament standing in the middle of the court is the transsexual with his genitals in his hands, if that's the only person that's standing on the court, you'd better believe they're going to bring back every team and bring back that tournament. You'd better believe it. You have to push the crazy people to the precipice to where they have to eventually swallow some sense of common sense. Eventually, they're going to have to. But your participation in their nonsense and in their delusion is going to, of course, perpetuate the problem. That, of course, is, frankly, a metaphor for just about everything that we're experiencing right now, is it not? Same thing with homeschooling, as you've heard me scream at the top of my lungs. People need to homeschool their children and get out of these brainwash systems because it's the homeschooling family that is laughing at all of this. And like I've said in the past, they're compassionate people. They feel terrible for the brainwashing that's going on right now. But you talk about breaking apart a matrix and and escaping the matrix, leaving the education business as an employee and homeschooling your children are two major steps in breaking the matrix permanently. And once it's broken, you never go back. You never go back. You end up dedicating your entire life and the life of your children to inquiry and investigation and learning the truth about the world we live in. So I hope nobody on that Vermont team feels bad like, oh, gosh darn, we can't play in a stupid tournament that doesn't mean anything anymore. Who cares? Who cares? They walked away from the tournament to begin with. Now their their permanent penalty is they never get to play in it ever again? I bet they don't even care. That means that they're the smartest school in Vermont. That's all. They're the smartest school there. It's glorious. Absolutely glorious. Um, okay. Michigan. This comes out of Michigan. It's Again, I'm just going to read the headline here. It says, finally, hope for parents who don't want their children exposed to rogue sex education, quote unquote, in school. Here's how Michigan's Great Schools Initiative, GSI, is leading the way. And there you go. The Great Schools Initiative, collaborating, educating, acting to make great education. Okay. If that's happening, great. The homeschooling family doesn't have to jump through these hoops. 
They don't have to be a part of these public service announcements in order to combat the corrupt K-12 system. They're already doing it, and they did it by voting with their feet, and they did it by walking away. This is really the precipice that has to exist in the field of education. People have got to leave. They have to walk away. Or run away. Frankly, you should run away. No need to walk. Make it quick. Make it fast. Get out. Get out as quickly as you can. Here's another example. Again, headline, New York Post. Minnesota music teacher claims the goal, quote-unquote, is to confuse students about gender. They're openly telling you that's the whole point. The entire point is to brainwash them and confuse them to the point where they cut themselves up. Here's another one. Again, you heard me mention this earlier. Kentucky made this move this past week, and Steve sent me this story. It's perfect. Kentucky Senate passes bill banning gender-affirming care for transgender youth. It's more than that, too. Parents aren't allowed to mutilate their children before the age of 18. If someone wants to mutilate themselves when they become an adult, a legal adult, go for it. You're going to regret it, and you'll end up killing yourself, but, you know, if that's, if that's the brainwashed game you want to play, go for it. What it also does is it gives teachers rights to where they don't have to use pronouns in the classroom. They don't have to play all of these nonsense games. And if their governor, Andy Brashear, if he, uh, if he vetoes this, it doesn't matter because Republicans have the majority in, this, in the House and the Senate, I believe, in Kentucky anyway, and they can override his veto. So, again, this is the battlefield. I mean, this is one of the, one of the battles consistently going on on a constant basis. And you want your children off of this battlefield because the only people battling it out right now are the people, people trying to maintain their own matrix. That's it. All of these individuals are still inside of their own matrix, and they're just yelling back and forth. You have school teachers who are going, I don't want to use pronouns. I just want to teach my, I want to teach my subject. That's all I want to do. That person lives in the matrix. As well-intended as they may be, that person still lives inside of their matrix. Inside of that same matrix, however, you also have the trannies. You have these people who are mutilating themselves, mutilating their kids, dyeing their hair multiple colors, dressing up like clowns. Those people are in the exact same matrix. If the well-intended teacher leaves the profession and goes and just decides to go do something else for a living, what what is left inside of that matrix? You, You no longer have classrooms, you no longer have schools, and you know, and all you have are mental institutions where trannies are running around chopping their genitals off. I mean, <laughs> you know, you know, it's it's a it's a barbaric summary, but it's true. And frankly, as you've heard me say again, it's it, it shouldn't surprise anybody that in the future that's what these K-12 schools are 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 going to be because that's what they are right now. They are quite literally brick and mortar buildings filled with brainwashed human beings. That's what it is. Like I said, some of them are well-intended, but they don't understand that they're brainwashed. They don't understand they're manipulated. They don't understand that continuing to prop up that matrix on toothpicks isn't going to last. And the best thing that they can do for themselves on God's green earth 
is to walk away from from the business and walk away from the institution, quote unquote, that is in fact programming them and brainwashing them. It's astounding. Here's yet another one. This is another example. Again, this is from Resist the Mainstream, just the headline. Utah school gives kids disgusting insects to eat in class for climate assignment on cows killing the earth. Sisley sent that my way. These people are crazy. It's a mental institution. End of story. And this right here, too, is a perfect example of how a news outlet, a conservative quote-unquote news outlet like Fox News, would get a hold of this story and potentially interview the mother and the child who came home and told her mother about what was going on within this school and with it, you know, re- regarding this assignment. And again, Fox News would, would probably interview these people, and they may have even done that. But they would have them on like Fox and Friends in the morning and they'd say, so what was it like being in that classroom and what was the assignment and how did it make you feel and blah, blah, blah. Thank you for joining us and I hope the right thing happens in the future. The only thing that should be happening in that family's future and in that little grade school girl's future and the mother's future is she should be homeschooling herself because the child is old enough to read and write. Again, I saw a picture of them. I mean, she's old enough to read and write. There's no reason for her to ever go back to that school ever again. But what is mom going to do? Mom's going to write a, be- you know, write a letter complaining about it. She went to the mainstream media. What is she going to do now? She's going to send her kid right back to that school environment. My money is on that. Because that, again, has to do with parents trying to maintain their comfortable delusion in their matrix. This is awful. They had my kid try to eat bugs in class about climate change, which doesn't exist, and cows killing the earth, which isn't real, and we need to normalize this insanity. So I'm going to complain about it and go to news outlets and complain about it, but don't worry, I'm going to send my daughter right back into that environment. That's how strong the matrix is. They will trick you into eating bugs only to have you believe that you have to go right back into that environment, even if the bug-eating activity isn't going on, we're still going to send you back. The only person who interviews that parent and that child should be screaming homeschooling to them at the top of their lungs. They should be telling them about abeka.com, calverteducation.com. You're old enough to read and write. You're old enough to teach yourself. Get out now. That's the only thing that should be said to those parents, that parent, and that, and that child. It's the only thing. But that's not happening. My hope, of course, and I believe this to be true, that there are people watching that, and even the secondary people watching it are saying to themselves, I've had it. I've had it. We're done. We're, we're done with all of this. I'm done hearing about these stories about education. I'm not going to wait around for this to happen to my child. We're done. And then they pull them out. It, it has to be mathematically probable that that's occurring. That people, are, again, are, are seeing these stories from a second-hand perspective or a third-hand perspective, like listening to me bring it up. And then they're saying, you know what? I've had it. I'm, I'm tired of this. I don't want to participate in this anymore. I want to be able to see this from a completely different perspective with brand new eyes. 
because I'm tired of hearing these stories and wondering if it's happening with my children in the school or when it's going to happen or whatever. I don't even want it to be a thing that happens with my children, so we're pulling them out permanently. That's, that's the issue, and I, and I guarantee that that's happening. It has to be happening. Okay, so with that said, there's a few local things I want to go over here which are rather interesting, and again, keep in mind, this is happening all over the United States, so use this as a litmus test, what's going on locally in the whack job town where I live, because uh, it's rather telling. And it's, it's telling, again, that the Matrix is collapsing, and there are people trying to prop up the Matrix. Okay, first of all, university stuff. There was a story out now, or there is a story out now, and again, I don't have access to the ent entire story. I, I would love to, but either way, the headline speaks for itself. Miami University is now engaging in a nationwide public relations recruiting initiative. Now, why would that be? Why is it that a university that is in the top 50 of universities, of public universities in the United States, where it even used to be called the Yale of the Midwest, ladies and gentlemen, Miami University in Southwest Ohio, the Yale of the Midwest. These pompous idiots who have next to zero students on their campus now, in the year 2023, after just now rescinding their COVID vaccine, quote-unquote, bioweapon mandate in order to work and or attend the university. They just tricked everybody to death. Now, they're hitting the road, and they're going to go out on a public relations tour in order to recruit as many people to their university as possible to be students. Why would that be? Why would they be doing that? Because they've killed off their clientele and their customers. They've killed them off. You've heard me say it. The campus is dead, flippin' empty. This is happening in major colleges and universities all over the place. Even the whack job left-wing universities, which let's face it, it's all of them, but even the, 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 the commonly known ones, even they have to have a reduction in their visible attendance. Which leads me to this, actually. I, I have to read this first. I was going to save this for the jab-related talk, but it, it, ties in, it ties in too specifically. This was a, a, an, either an, an 8chan or a 4chan post. It could even be 8kun, be for all I know. It's one of the chan boards. And this was back on the Wednesday of January 12th of 2022. So, well over a year ago. And here's what the post says. It says, quote, Right now, in the United States, there are one million people who vanished with no explanation out of a nation of 360 million. Now, first of all, that number is way higher. Again, we're talking about jabs here, but it's way higher than that. It says Dunbar's number is the limit on the number of people a person can maintain social relationships with. It is about 150. It isn't until two people in a social group are gone that people start noticing a pattern. It won't be until 5 million are gone that people start asking what the F. 
and it won't be until 10 million are gone that people really begin to panic because of what they personally observe. One million people gone is statistically enough to cause a major employment event, but not enough for people to personally notice. Only pro-noticers are capable of seeing patterns in raw numbers. Normies only notice when their uncle, their cousin, their boss, and their barber all died of strokes in their early 30s, unquote. I think that that post exemplifies pretty much everything that I've brought up on this show time and time again. We are pro-noticers, and you can actually train yourself to objectively notice things more frequently because what you're doing always on a constant basis is chopping down the wall of that matrix. The absence of people on university campuses is undeniable. And as you've heard me say, even the people who attend have to be looking around and going, what the hell is going on here? It's empty. It's empty. What, it, what is happening? There's no one here. Because they don't know what it used to look like. The people who aren't noticing that, noticing the absence, don't know what it used to look like. They have no frame of reference. They're leaving from high school, entering the university, and they're going, wow, look at this big place. Look at all these buildings. I can't believe it. And they're not looking around at the people and going, gee, golly whiz, why aren't there more people here? There's just no frame of reference. But for those of us who know what that frame of reference really is, we notice. That's why Miami University is panicking and running around going, uh, we, we got to get people to show up here. Look, we don't have a mandate anymore. You can come. Come on in. We, we need you to come in here. Your tuition's going to be exorbitant because we just got done killing everybody. But don't worry. Uh, we want you to be here. Every college and university is panicking like that. Every single one of them. Don't believe they're not. They are. And they're keeping it behind closed doors and, and sweating bullets behind closed doors. But when they come out from their offices after uh, they've all just wet themselves, what they're doing is, is they're running to the newspapers and they're doing things like the headline that I just read. They're engaging in these efforts, and it's those efforts that are proving that they have a serious problem. And they can't fix it. Because the entire thing is collapsing. It's not just the banking system, ladies and gentlemen. It's every institution that has been held up by lies, immorality, corruption, and murder. They're all crumbling to the ground. That's why we're seeing the constant panic from countless people. Okay, here's the next local story. The local K-12 school system that I'm helping make famous for all the wrong reasons, but I love it. But it's the right reasons for us, but it's the wrong reasons for them. Okay, you may recall that I brought this up earlier, where, of course, the levy failed, thank God, and they have to make massive cuts in order to make ends meet. 
So I watched the last board meeting, and it was Human Manipulation 101. It was absolutely incredible. First of all, toward the beginning of their board meeting, they brought up this undeniable fact, which is going to be an absolute hammer in their bowl of jello. There are numerous House bills that exist that are ultimately going to get passed. Because when it comes to conservatives, by and large, it's always been the stereotype that they care about money and that liberals do not. That liberals spend like it's going out of style and conservatives tend not to, certainly at the local level anyway. Here in Ohio, we have a majority of quote-unquote Republicans, for whatever that's worth. They're psychos, but either way. Um, These numerous bills that they have in place are going to strip numerous schools, including the local one, of upwards of $300,000, $338,000 if memory serves, or some number like that. I'm getting the number wrong, but it's in the $300,000 range, that they're going to have that much less money next school year. Which means they decided in the last board meeting, as they were openly talking about it, that they're going to put the levy back on the ballot one more time. And they're going to keep doing it until they pass it, because they've said that before. It'll never pass. What's funny, because they're going to have to find 3,000 dead people in order to vote for them. Over 3,000 dead people. and, And they can't do that. So... What's going to happen here in the future is they're going to have to continue to cut things that have no business existing, but they think that they have to exist, which is why you have all these left-wing whack job parents come up to the microphone during the public, you know, the the public comments section. I was going to say public relations section, but whatever. It's equally as disturbing. Um, and, And they come up to the microphone. And they start yelling and screaming again about needing their sports programs, and we don't want you to do this, and we don't want you to do that. In this particular board meeting, they made their two large decisions that they were claiming they were going to have to make in order to cut costs. The first had to do with busing, that there would no longer be busing for high school students, and the busing would be different for all the elementary schools, and then they would meet over at the middle school and whatever the hell. Uh, all of that ended up working out that particular way. The, the busing decision passed with a three to two vote. So two people were like, no, we can't do this because it's going to leave too many people out and they're not going to have access to the buses and this is unfair and blah, blah, blah. So two people said that they didn't want to do it, but three of them said that, yeah, we're going to do it. And so it passed. Then the next one was the grade banding vote. This had to do with, again, instead of the three elementary schools being K through five, the three elementary schools would be divided to where one of them would be, again, something like preschool through second grade or first uh, preschool through first grade. And then the next one would be second and third. And then the next school would be fourth and fifth grade. That did not pass. And all of them voted against it on the board. Now, here's where this is manipulation 101, and this is where the people of this brainwashed town don't understand what's going on. Not only did the grade banding idea not have any proof behind it, and the people proposing it who work for the school district and our school board members who proposed it, not once could they or even parents who were concerned about it, quote unquote, And, oh, it would be terrible if my kids weren't in the same school all the time, as if that even matters, which it doesn't. 
because it's never been a problem in the past. Countless siblings go to different schools all the time. No one cares. The reason that this is Manipulation 101 is because it was brought up for the purpose of simply making people angry. That's it. And it worked. It worked. The people in this brainwashed town who were screaming at the top of their lungs about we can't do this, we can't do that, they all were gaslit on purpose by the entire school district and the school board members. And in typical gaslighting fashion, inside of the matrix, what do you think these and how do you think these parents reacted when all five of them voted against their own proposal that they proposed. I mean, wrap your head around that. They proposed it. Parents didn't propose it. It was board members, and it was the school district officials, the superintendent, treasurer, etc., etc. All of them had their fingers in this as a, as a, as a possible option to, quote-unquote, save money. They made their problem on purpose to manipulate the public, and it worked. And like seals begging for, begging for fish or pelicans at the end of a dock, begging for someone to throw them the scraps, when they voted five to zero, the room bursted out in applause. It's the Hegelian dialectic. They were all manipulated. It is quite... <laughs> I, I can't... The, the brainwashing here is astounding, and it's not just here. I know it exists everywhere, but it is astounding. They were, they were applauding something that isn't even real by a, by, that was created by a group of manipulative people to make people angry to then get the public to applaud them for not going through with the thing that they created. I, I, I have nothing on that. That's, that's next-level manipulation. But these people are so brainwashed, and it's not the vast majority of them because the vast majority didn't even attend the board meeting, and they don't even give a shit. I mean, they don't even care. They're like, whatever, if I have to drive my kid to this building, so be it. M my kid wants to see what the different elementary schools look like. They don't want to be stuck in the same building for K through 5. Again, most, most parents don't care. But that's not how it operates. The squeaky wheel gets the grease. The crazy people come to the surface, run up to the microphone, and start crying and screaming. That's what the crazy people do. And that's exactly what they were doing and have been doing this entire time. But they're coming back to their abuser now. And now they're back supporting their abuser. It's the cycle of abuse. It's gaslighting. It's manipulation 101. It's all of it. All of it wrapped up in one horrible, horrible present. And these dummies have no idea that they were just yanked around on a leash for months and months and months. They have no idea. It was all done on purpose. <laughs> and, it, and it worked. It worked because it works among the dumbest in society. The most brainwashed and the most abused and the most manipulated can, can be manipulated time and time again by manipulators. But if they all walk away, 
if they all homeschooled and they all recognized that they don't need the matrix because they can read and write, that the children can read and write, they can teach themselves, if they all walk away, you're going to see a wrench get thrown right into the middle of their matrix machine and it will destroy it overnight. It's a beautiful thing. It's a, it's a dream I have that, that would throw them into an absolute tailspin. That if parents all at once who understand that they've been lied to and manipulated just leave the system and look up homeschooling programs that are accredited that exist online and they pulled their children out, you would see a level of panic among school board members, superintendents, and, and staff employees, the likes of which you can't possibly imagine. In a perfect world, that's exactly what would happen to bring down the entire system. I would love to see that. I would pay to see it. But here's what else is happening. What these, what these uh, moron school board members openly admitted is that now they're attending teacher association and school board association meetings at the state level, and they're attempting to talk with legislators about the fact that they don't know how to manage their own money, that they don't know what they're doing financially. They openly say this. They're like, well, we're going we're gonna to lobby these politicians to see if they can support us. Ladies and gentlemen, when you go to politicians and you ask them for money because you don't know how to manage it, they're not going to give it to you. They're not going to give it to you. All they're going to do is try to scrape together as many pe pennies as they possibly can, receive a few donations, and highlight the people who are donating to them for this field trip or that field trip or this activity and that useless activity and whatever it may be. And they're going to say, look, these, these, these people are, are donating hundreds and, and sometimes thousands of dollars to us. You know, Thank you for them doing that and blah, blah, blah. But anytime they go to the state level to ask for funds, the state's going to give them a middle finger. Every single time. They're simply paddling in the wrong direction, and they're going to keep paddling in the wrong direction because they are incapable of looking in a mirror and understanding that they are the reason that they are financially insolvent. I know that's redundant. They're just, ins they're just insolvent. But they're always passing the buck. In fact, one of the outgoing board members almost started crying. He was crying regarding all of this money stuff and these decisions that they have to make. And, oh, this is just really hard. I just, oh, it's just really hard. It's just a hard thing for us to deal with and blah, blah, blah. I mean, what a pansy. What a pansy. Do your job. Your job is to cut useless things that don't need to exist. He openly says the following. He said, the reason that we are in the financial straits and dire straits that we are in is because we offer more than the surrounding schools and school districts that are not insolvent. That they're not insolvent because they offer less than what we offer. Ladies and gentlemen, the school district in the town where I live, again, I, at I attended the school district. And, I, and I, thank God I left town and, and learned about the real world. But these individuals who have been here their entire lives, they believe that the more that they add to it, that it's always been that way. Ladies and gentlemen, they never used to have a lacrosse team. They have a lacrosse team. My question is, why? 
They just got done hiring a boatload of new coaches and assistant coaches for this, that, and the other. Why? Why? I've written about this at length in almost all of my books, and it really is one of those subjects that grinds my gears right to the core of my being. Why is it that K-12 schools have to have sports programs? I know I've beat this dead horse before on the show a thousand times. Here it comes one more time, but with a slightly different angle that I brought up a long time ago. And I mean a long time ago. I don't remember the last time I mentioned this. There's no reason, zero, and I mean goose egg zero, there's no reason why a K-12 school district has to have any sports at all. That's number one. Number two, if they're going to have it, why does the school district have to pay for it? They don't. The school district can have the helmets and the, and the, and the materials and you know the uniforms and all of that. It's very simple to have those things. Parents buy clothes for their children all of the time. Why, why can't they buy them a jersey? Is that impossible? Of course it's not. That's number two, I think. Number three, why is it that the city council and the city manager can't fund these things for these children if they want to play said sport. Because that's really where the funding should come from. That's really where it should exist. Who has more money, a school district or a city council? You go to the people who have more money. And if one can't provide it, then go get it from somewhere else. Or, heaven forbid, you just don't have it at all anymore because it doesn't matter. When was the last time you heard of an athlete play professionally in the pros come from Talawanda High School in Oxford, Ohio? You haven't because it doesn't happen. Which means why do you even have it? Well, it's important for their developmental and uh, mental and emotional needs and they make friends and it's about socializing them and blah, blah, blah. It's a waste of time. It's good exercise, but if they're bashing each other's brains in, is it really good exercise? I mean, come on. These are the things that they could cut. They have endless sports there that never used to exist when I went. And when I went, I thought they had too many sports. We have hockey, for God's sakes, in Southwest Ohio. It's thing, it's, again, it's, it's, it's things like this that make zero sense. But the school board member doesn't want to understand that it's his job as a school board member to balance the books. In fact, it's their only job. But what you've seen nationwide in school board meetings is that it's not about balancing the books financially, is it? It's about chaos. It's about politics. It's about ideologies, it's about Marxism, Bolshevism, brainwashing, and complete and utter chaos across the board. That's what it's about now. Do you think that that is a ship that can be righted in, in, in a better direction? I don't think so. It can't. The sails are down, they have endless bullet holes and cannon holes through them, the ship is sinking. <laughs> You can go down with a ship all you'd like. You're just going to scream at the top of your lungs like a crazy person who's going down with a ship instead of getting in a life raft and going off on your own. 
That's what has to happen here. These people are nuts. If you have school board members that don't understand what their job is, that's a problem that's going to persist. And it is a problem that is persisting. There are school board members who believe that it's their job to solely be the cheerleaders for children. That's not their job. That isn't their job. It's not even their job. I mean, this is, again, why I would never be a school board member, because I would, I would be so based on the subject that the, the outrage from the people inside of the matrix would be so loud. Even the people who would claim to be awake would, would disagree with all of my moves. But that's, it, it's not even the job of school board members to consistently bring up student successes, quote unquote. That's not their job. The job of a school board member is simply to follow the law, implement the law, and balance the books. You're, you're there to keep the place safe so no one gets killed. Get rid of the riffraff and balance the books. That's it. That's it. When people complain and go, well, a board member didn't bring up a student success, or they didn't bring up the fact that a particular group uh, you know, succeeded at some state competition and blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Who cares? It doesn't matter. Let the school building do that. Let the administrators in the school building ha have, have all of that attention and that responsibility. Let the parents of the children pat them on the back and go buy them a cake. Who gives a damn? It has nothing to do with school board members. And this is why, again, this is one of the many reasons why these systems are failing, because school board members believe that their job is something else, that it involves and entails so many other things, and it never was supposed to be that way. Never. But it's become that. And it's not going to get better with time. They are flailing about in their own matrix, and it's collapsing. And it's collapsing so much that they're manipulating the public and the public that are clamoring for the school board's help have no idea that they're being gaslit. And gaslighting is abuse. They're not going to figure it out. It's amazing. I think it's amazing. The brainwashed are brainwashing their supporters to continue to support them. <laughs> it's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Okay. I'm exhausted. Are you? I'm exhausted. God dang. I am just exhausted. Okay. That's it for education by and large. Jab stuff. This was funny. Although I, this is education related to and jab related. I wanted to bring this up. Jesse James threw this my way. Very funny. I started laughing out loud and thought, well, welcome to the party, pal. Not, not to Jesse, but to uh, Steve Kirsch. On Steve Kirsch's Substack, and the dude poops out like 12 Substacks a day. I don't know how he does it. I mean, good for him. They're good messages, and he's right. But uh, Steve Kirsch asks a lot of rhetorical questions in his, uh, in his Substacks. It's a bit patronizing, but I get what he's saying. Here's the title of this one. He says, quote, Why aren't any colleges showing us their research that justifies the mandates? And then, <laughs> again, it's rhetorical, but this, the, the subtitle is, my research showed 10 times as many deaths from the vax as from COVID among college students. Why aren't the colleges who require vaccination releasing their own studies showing I'm wrong? Well, Steve, these institutions don't exist to prove you right. That's number one. Number two, 
these people are criminal organizations, and these criminal organizations are never going to admit to their fault. Why would a murderer confess to murder when they're trying to get away with murder? They wouldn't. So, yeah, it's rhetorical. He just asks countless rhetorical questions, tries to draw people in. Prove me wrong at the end, he says. Please, what are you waiting for? They're never going to do that because they don't have to. These colleges and universities have killed off their customers. They either did it knowingly or unknowingly. Doesn't matter. The result's the same. As Ayn Rand would say, communism or suicide, it doesn't matter because the ends are going to be exactly the same. And the constant excuse that all these universities are going to, again, consistently say as time goes on, and they're not going to drop it, okay? So don't expect them to drop this message. They're going to keep saying it. They're going to keep saying it's because of the pandemic. The reason we don't have employees is because of the pandemic, quote-unquote. The reason we don't have students coming here was because of the pandemic, and the pandemic changed everything. No, there was no pandemic. The only pandemic that did exist, however, was stupidity. That's it. It was brainwashing. Munchausen syndrome. That's it. All of these people abusing themselves because somebody told them to abuse themselves, and they just did it. I'm willing to bet that that's not in any business textbook when it comes to running a successful business. You know, turn on your television and do what the TV tells you and what strangers tell you. That's how you should run your business. And then get everybody to just buy into it and do that thing, no matter what, no matter what it is. Just do it and your business will survive. This is Business 101. Thus endeth the education. I, I missed that part. Again, wasn't a business major, but don't have to be to know that that doesn't exist. That's not a sound business model. Killing off your customers. Uh, let's see. Moving on. Just a few headlines to wrap things up here, and then I have a quick story I want to tell at the end regarding the jabs, which was on the most recent episode of The Five Docs, which was heartbreaking. Uh, but telling, I think, that this is that the shedding is still a thing. This is from the Daily Mail. A talented athlete, 21, fell ill at the gym and was diagnosed with testicular cancer that had spread to his brain and lungs. Three days later, he was dead. And there you go. This is from the Children's Health Defense. Simply obscene, the FDA approves a fourth COVID shot for infants and kids under five. Four COVID shots for kids under five. You think it's about their health, ladies and gentlemen, or is it about murder and depopulation? It says the U.S. Food and Drug Administration's decision Tuesday to allow infants and children six months through age four to get Pfizer's bivalent booster shot drew harsh criticism from pediatricians and others who said children don't need any COVID-19 vaccines, let alone four doses. I'm going to, again, honest to God, one quick edit to this. No one needs it at all because it's a biological weapon. I don't care your sex. I don't care your age. I don't care where you live. It's a biological weapon. It's designed to kill people. Can we please start saying that? Children'sHealthDefense.org? Honestly, the expose says it all the time. People need to ramp up their language regarding this. Here's the next one. Again, Children's Health Defense. Pfizer 
CDC withheld evidence of myocarditis after COVID shots. New documents reveal. Yep. You mean criminal organizations hid evidence of their crime that they were carrying out? No way. I'm shocked. Here's the next one, and this has actually just been deleted. I don't know why. Um, on the Daily Clout, this website, which you've heard me bring up before, they have what's called the Pfizer Documents Analysis Reports ebook, which is now available on Kindle. My recommendation is that you not buy Kindle books. Uh, it's come to my attention that that name is purposeful because they can wipe them all out with a drop of a hat anytime they want. So, yeah. Um, what they've done is they've basically taken numerous Pfizer documents that existed in that court-ordered release of all of the Pfizer documents that, again, are showing that this is a clear bioweapon and that people were dying during the trials and uh, all the animals died, et cetera, et cetera, along with all of the specific health effects and what they have created, and it will be available March 31st, certainly on Amazon, and then you can purchase the paperback uh, through their website at the Daily Clout. But they've taken all of those articles and those headlines and they've tossed them basically into one digestible paperback book. I, of course, receive no proceeds from any of this. Um, I'm just bringing this to your attention in case that's something that you're interested in having at your disposal. Okay. With that said, a couple of stories here real quick from a couple of the five docs. Um, in the last episode, it was really good. I, I, again, I think they hit it out of the park with the conversations that they were having and the topics they were bringing up. It was Tenpenny, Pilevsky, and Lee Merritt. Um, first, though, Dr. Kerry Madej was on someone else's show from, I think, a couple of weeks ago, and she was having a conversation about tetanus shots. And she, again, brought up the whole story of tetanus, because, again, you need the delusion and you need the, you need the fairy tale in order to carry out the action, that individuals need tetanus shots at particular ages, and so on and so forth. There's no such thing as tetanus. It doesn't exist. It's as simple as that. The whole tetanus fairy tale is designed because the shot itself for quote-unquote tetanus is designed to have a negative effect on the reproductive organs of males and females. It's a sterilization shot. So she again brings up this, the typical story everybody hears of, oh, I stepped on a rusty nail and the bacteria quote-unquote from said rust gets into my bloodstream and my you know, entire body starts to seize and I'll get locked jaw and I won't be able to operate and blah, blah, blah. It's all a fairy tale. All of it's a fairy tale. If you clean the wound, you'll be fine. It's, it's really that simple. You don't need a tetanus shot. Clean the wound and stop taking shots altogether, no matter what. Again, countless, countless articles are, are, are being written now in particular about flu shots, and we've known this for a very long time. Even Steve Kirsch is writing countless articles about flu shots, and I'm glad he's doing it, you know, because it's hitting an audience, because there's no need for people to inject themselves with a poison, because flu doesn't exist. The poison exists. That's it. But you need the fairy tale. This, however, is not a fairy tale. And I'll end with this story that Dr. Pilevsky brings up. He, of course, is a pediatrician, and he, he, brings, uh, he brings up this story of two jabbed parents who brought, he believes that they're jabbed, and he brought, they ended up bringing their infant into his office, and he describes 
how the infant was the only one that he touched throughout the entire visit. He then says, very shortly after they left, he started to get ringing in his ears and sort of a head pounding and his blood pressure increased and, uh, and he started to feel ill. He said this lasted for approximately a week. He said he started to feel better over the course of time, but the head ringing and the ringing in his head uh, was, was amplified and stuck around a little bit longer. Again, he described everything that he took and whatever else, but the point is this, the shedding is very real. You've heard Dr. Robin McCutcheon bring it up. She's been the victim of it among her own students. The shedding is very real. Jabbed parents are making their unjabbed children sick by being around them. Infants who have jabbed parents are making other people ill, etc., etc. It's all electromagnetism. It is real. It is how dis-ease spreads from person to person. This is, you know, the shedding is going to continue to be a thing because this is a biological weapon. And all shots are biological weapons. With all of that said, you heard me last week mention the template that I wrote for the county commissioner's office and that e giant email that I, uh, that I sent them with all their links. Ladies and gentlemen, they have yet to email me back. Shocking, isn't it? About jabs and 5G and all of it. Shocking. They take an oath of office and they protect no one because they don't know what they're doing. They're not learning. They're not consistently learning. And you've heard me bring up this quote before. I'm going to butcher it again, but it's more relevant with every passing day when Frederick Nietzsche said, the snake that fails to shed its skin dies. The human that fails to rid themselves of their opinions and search out fact ceases to be man. These are not survivable characteristics when people blindly do what strangers want and don't consistently unlearn what they have been taught and then relearn factual information that actually exists that's been kept from us. The Matrix is crumbling, though. That continues to be the silver lining in all of this. It's going to be painful. It's going to continue to be painful. Because we're watching everybody just flail around. We're watching people not communicate. We're watching people not send emails back, ask questions. And when you don't ask questions... You're just stuck in your own head, and that's not a survivable characteristic either. But the matrix is still crumbling. That's the inevitability that continues to exist throughout this entire thing. That's the silver lining. So don't be the pelican at the end of the dock, just clamoring for the, for the scraps and, and doing whatever the fisherman is doing. The fisherman holds the, holds the fish over here and the pelican's head goes that way. And then it moves it in a different direction and the pelican's head goes that way. Don't be that gullible. And you're not gullible because you're listening to this show. So God bless each and every one of you. I'll catch you on Wednesday, everybody. It's going to be one hell of a week and it's just going to keep getting weirder. It's just going to keep getting weirder. But we'll keep, we'll keep bringing it up and we'll keep talking about it because we have to. Because the Matrix is crumbling. Yay. Okay. Catch you Wednesday. Peace. Thank you for listening to American Education FM. Make sure and check out AmericanEducationFM.com for more information. Take care and God bless.